You talking down on us, we live it up. How about that? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Can we stop cheating in baseball? Can we please do that? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. In the meantime, Tim Tebow shows up in Jacksonville, Florida. I can't get the Tim Tebow dislike. Today's guests, Los Angeles Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, Vikings general manager, Rick Spielman, NBA analyst, Greg Anthony, plus nine-year NFL veteran, Nate Ebner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. (laughs) Okay, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are live from Los Angeles, California here, one week before Memorial Day. 2021 what a sports weekend that we just had it is a a good thing we've got three hours today to talk about it the real estate that we have on NBC Sports on Peacock this Rich Eisen show radio station whether it is terrestrial or satellite whether you're streaming listening to us on Odyssey or streaming watching us on Peacock PeacockTV.com to see us every day on NBC Sports on Peacock. We are we are thrilled to be here with you for you. Chris Brockman, good to see you across the hey, way. Hey Rich, I'm doing calf raises under the desk over here. Yes, we're, we're all doing. We're all doing. Good to see you over there, Mr. Feller. Sorry hey. uh, that Del Tufo was not here, but always good to see Mr. Feller in his spot. And then TJ Jefferson, what do you have on your whiteboard that you're holding up right there? Uh, you know, based on the numbers that Price is Right put up during the week I was on, I, I realized something, Rich. You're I am the, the daytime the, demo the, king. The DDK of yes. the RES. TJ equals ratings. TJ Right. Is How many nicknames are you going to have? You're like Apollo Creed. Well, look, he's got 10 teams that he roots for, and good thing good thing for him, he, he had a 50% hit rate this weekend in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Wow. Sixers win, Clippers lose. Wow. Lots going on. Um, we, of course, have to start with Phil Mickelson. It is truly um, a remarkable achievement. It is a story of, of 2021, again, uh, it is only May. There are seven more months to go or six and a half more months to go in this calendar year. It is a story of the year. It's a story of the century. It is a story of the ages. You hear the phrase all the time on on broadcasts when monumental sports moment happen and, and um, a monumental sports moment happens and you hear it. Um, but this one's true. A 50-year-old just won a major golf tournament. Not just any 50-year-old, a 50-year-old man who in his early days as a professional golfer was somebody who was once upon a time known as the greatest player to not win a major. That was the way Phil Mickelson was born into this golf world and lived in it for many a moon until the mid-aughts. And, you know, Masters Jackets then came, plural. A PGA Championship came in 2005. U.S. Open comes, right? No, he's never won the Open. Um, no, that's right. I mean, uh, the, uh, the Open Championship the open comes. Championship. My bad. Did I say U.S. Open? Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. Now comes another PGA Championship. In 2021, as a 50-year-old in a year in which he had yet to even finish a top 20 in a tournament. At all. It's been a while. And somebody who in his years as he was trying to win and become the the guy who's not known as best player to not win a major, and then he was when he was winning, there weren't many fitness magazines calling on this guy <laughs> to appear. I mean, let's be honest. 
And Phil decided to make a commitment to his body, to his health, to his longevity. And, you know, the man with whom he has been associated in his career, and this is many one of the many reasons why he took some time to get to a major. If you would come up to me, Chris, let's just say on the day that I left Sports Center, which, by the okay. way, was 18 years ago this week. Whew. Wow. And if you would come up to me on the day I left Sports Center, all right, and said, "By the way, this is your last Sports Center," I'd be like, "Get out of here!" But that was actually the case. If you had said to me, "Tiger or Phil's going to be the first fifty-year-old to oh, win a yeah. major," yep. <laughs> I mean, no. You asked a hundred people. You asked a thousand people. Thousand people. Survey says Tiger or Phil. This one will be the first fifty-year-old to win a major. Probably like 900 to 100. Well, I right? can't imagine anybody outside of Mickelson's inner circle or family or people who grew up knowing him and loving him would say it was Phil. It would be absolutely would be Phil. Yeah. Phil will be the first. Or you could take, you could say, you'll take Phil of the field in 2003. This person will be the first player to win a major championship at the age of 50. Make it be Phil. It's Phil, <laughs> and yet it turns out to be Phil Mickelson. And not just boy. in any way, shape, or form, but in the current form. Look at him on the screen. He looks amazing. He looks amazing. And part of the reason why you don't hear or you never thought somebody at the age of 50 could win a major championship is because, you know, they don't have the long game to keep up with the young bucks. The young players look like Bryson DeChambeau, right? The young players are all yoked. The young players are bombing it down the middle of the fairway. Young players look like Brooks Kepka. Kepka's the one who was the health miracle to actually appear in this PGA championship and be in the final pairing. Not the 50-year-old. No. Kepka's the one who's just a few short weeks removed from knee surgery. He's the one out there with the crowd gathering, everything going crazy in South Carolina where fans are just Going everywhere, I think the Wall Street Journal called it the what the the uh, the attack of the khaki shorts or something like that. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And normally, the guy who's getting older is the one who's like, "These crazy kids, get the hell off my lawn!" Which is the 18th fairway of me trying to get to the green. And the 50 year old one who's doing thumbs up. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Oh, hey, wait a minute! Oh, I just hey. had the approach of my shot, approach shot of my entire life hey. to date. Hey. And somebody's grabbing me like I'm Chris Chambliss going around the bases in the 76 ALCS, and I'm just, like, shaking it off. Hey, how are you? Seriously, I get 50. I don't want to hear loud music. I don't want to hear – I'm becoming that guy. Stunner shade. And Phil's the guy like, hey, nice to meet you. What's going on? Yeah, I'm going to win this tournament. And Kepka's guy, he's like, my knee. You're bouncing into my knee. Yeah. <laughs> Which was essentially his quote after the PGA yeah. Championship. He had to plow through the crowd. He, had, he got there last. It was nuts. That was crazy, man. The young one who's sort of like, what are all these people doing around me here? I'm the one who's trying to keep you off my knee because nobody gives an ass out here. Yeah. And Phil's like, what's up? How are you? Good to see you. 
Hey, how are you? I'm wearing shades. It's dusk. Hey, thumbs up. What's up? Point. Thumb. Thumb point. Call me. We'll do lunch. Tony loves. Hey, look at him. Like coolest dad ever. Coming up the fairway, getting ready to lift the Wanamaker, which again would be another one of those things like, hey, you got to stretch to lift that cup. Be careful. It's, it's You're 50. My gosh. Make sure you rub that CBD on first. <laughs> it's crazy. The whole thing was crazy. And it was, I will say it, as a 51-year-old guy, couple weeks away from turning 52, Somebody who went on an anti- anti-inflammatory diet for a 40-yard dash. <laughs> and that's all I did. I'm sitting here thinking, why can't I break six seconds? Why can't I break 5'9"? Why can't I go 5'8"? I'm serious. I'm already thinking that for next year. And I never thought the person that would inspire me to look inward <laughs> and get live a healthier life would be Phil Mickelson. I wonder if there's a bunch of other 50-year-olds thinking that today, too. Damn straight. You're sitting there in your mid-40s now? Your early 40s in, in golf? You got to sit here and think, if Phil can do it, I can. Or maybe a certain 45-year-old recovering from broken leg yeah, surgery. Yeah, well, that's a whole different ball of wax, don't you think? But still. This has been inspiring. It was amazing. It, it was, was amazing. great to watch. It was amazing. And then just again... Because I said it's the young man's game, and usually a 50-year-old can't keep up. It was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, on 16, right? Was it on 16 before that par 3 17th? What Which a, what just, a, what a, what a, like 207 yards of, of, of carry all over water. The other day, I'm watching it on, on Saturday, and Oostazen pops out. Of, they're like, he's got a 6-iron. I'm like, he's got a what? Yeah. What, what, what was that? 230 what? over water with the sea breeze. 6-iron. Get out of here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm three wood and I'm praying to God. Three wood and I'm stepping on the gas. Yeah. But at any rate, so Kepka hits 361 and then Phil uncorks 366, which was further than DeChambeau. The longest drive of the tournament on that hole. On that hole. The 50 year old. By the way, on hole 70. And bombs. I mean, seriously, folks. I'll I'll shoot you straight. And anybody who's, you know, north of my age right now will tell you. And anybody out there, 20, 30, 40, whatever. Look, you're walking 18 and you're feeling it. You're feeling it. You're feeling your QLs. You're feeling it all over the place. This guy's walking the PGA Championship course on hole 70 and he steps up and he rips one 366. He's bombing it. With his epic speed? Yeah, buddy. By the way, our friends at Callaway, our friends at Callaway, (laughs) normally you don't want your player, you don't want your player on a Saturday of a PGA championship to have your rock, your ball, pinned underneath the front right wheel of a golf cart. But Mickelson's was, and you could see, you could see that, uh, Chrome soft, those three, those three lines, you could see them. That's triple track technology. Triple track <laughs> technology, you could see them. <laughs> Congratulations, Phil Mickelson. That was amazing. That was inspiring. I never thought I would say that about Phil. You have inspired me to say, why not me? Why not now? On everything. Age 50. Bombing at 366. 
scores of people around you. And instead of you just kind of be like, come on, let me just get through this thing. All right. You're like, what's up? Living my best life. He's hey. like, he's like in his button down shirt doing big leg kicks and dancing. <laughs> like he's, preparing, he's preparing. He was preparing for this moment. Doing those videos. Hitting bombs. God bless him. Hey, man, he's the people's champ. That was and that he was, really is. That was, was an amazing was, was scene man. yesterday, and it was one that I will not forget. And it was great that there was a whole group of fans who I hope were vaccinated. I hope people are not spreading that thing all around. We got to be safe. But the, uh, thank goodness I'm at a point, and we're at a point in society where I'm not sitting here th- thinking that that wasn't that my this first is a thought super watching spreader that. Event. Yeah, exactly. Well, that just shows you where we've gotten, thanks to the science. Totally. And then on top of all of that, it was an NBA playoff weekend. Eight fun games to watch. Eight fun games to watch. And um, we'll get to that. Where Madison Square Garden was alive. He had a great, I mean, that Heat Buck series is going to, is looks like it's all that plus the biscuit. Yeah. Seven games. The like Bucks are year. like, we're not going to get eliminated in five this time around. Overtime game. Chris Middleton with a great shot. Both Los Angeles teams go down. An eight seed wins. The Memphis Grizzlies become the first State Farm play-in tournament team to win a playoff game. They eliminate Steph and the Warriors on Friday night. And just when you think, okay, well, the playoffs are going to take a hit. The Utah Jazz go down to the Grizzlies because Dylan Brooks and John Morant do what they do. Valanchunas with another double-double. I mean, this was pretty darn surprising. Didn't see that coming. Sixers take care of business. The Celtics made it an interesting three and a quarter quarters before the fourth quarter Ruth fell in. And the Knicks and the Hawks may have played the most entertaining first-round game of them all. In a red hot on fire Madison Square Garden like the like the old times. We're gonna do a an overreaction Monday edition that we normally do for football Mondays on uh on our next segment for the NBA playoffs. Like how in trouble are the Clippers? Chris, you've come up with many different overreaction Monday topics for me to either overreact to or or react to appropriately. You guys will chime in. Mm-hmm. Are one of the questions, will the Clippers guard Luka Doncic? <laughs> Dude. Not so specifically, but kind of. Dude. Look, you're going to have to Dude. let Luka get his Dude. and then stop everybody else. Dude. You say that like it's easy to do. Luka could score 100, though. I mean, come on. Guard somebody. Game one already. It's like you're back in the bubble all over again. <laughs> Last I, year, just different coach. So I just kept my expectations Come on now. low. All right. Unbelievable. Greg Anthony called the Knicks-Hawks game, and uh, he will be joining us in the middle of uh, our second hour. First hour is wide open, 844-204-RICH. We're going to have an overreaction Monday conversation with the NBA. Two, not one, but two NFL names on this show, each at the top of – Hours, hours two and three. Hour two will start with the new Los Angeles Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, who took some reps with his teammates here in Thousand Oaks, California, over the weekend. We're in number nine, which used to belong to John Walford. I wonder Ooh. if he's made a deal. 
Rick Spielman, the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings, the man who told Kellen Mond, let's, uh, let's, let's get you on this team and more. And hour number three, Nate Ebner, New York Giants safety, former New England Patriot champion safety and special, special teamer, also the only human being to play in the NFL, go to the Olympics and win a Super Bowl. He's trying to go to the Olympics again. He was at the Rio Games as part of the U.S. rugby team. He's trying to do it again. And he's going to try out in July just before the Giants training camp starts. He's also got a new book, A Father's Code and a Son's Path. And also, somebody that if he was in studio, would be eligible to sign the greatest Jews in sports book that I have here. Member of the tribe, Nate Ebner. Whoa. From the Ohio State University, Chiefs. got Urban Meyer to start Chiefs. Yes, <laughs> not that, not that tribe. So Nate Ebner will be on this show. We'll talk to an actual NFL player, and two Stafford, Ebner, Spielman, Greg Anthony, and you, and Julio Jones on the Atlanta Falcons. "Quote unquote, I'm out of here." Yikes. He said it on live television on Fox Sports One today, less than an hour ago. That's baby Fox. The Rich. only question is, did he know he was on television at the time because Shannon Sharp put him on speakerphone and did not say wow. at the start, you're on TV. Wow. He did that? Oh, boy, did that happen less than an hour ago. And we will unpack it as the Packers apparently have started their OTAs. Well, that's not apparent. They have. It's voluntary. And apparently a particular quarterback is not there. Spoiler alert, Blake Bortles and Jordan Love are supposedly there. <laughs> you can do the math and the process of elimination. What a Monday show we've got in store. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Matthew Stafford is coming up in hour number two, along with Greg Anthony, who called the Hawks and the Knicks, Rick Spielman, Nate Ebner, and you. When we come back, overreaction Monday on the NBA first round playoffs. Hey, folks, want to tell you about the Odyssey White Hot Putter. I used one this weekend, Christopher. I used one of the White Hot OG putters this weekend, Christopher. And? Let me just tell you something. <laughs> Phil Mickelson is not the only member of the Callaway family who shot under 90. Hey! Yeah, baby. Look at nice. you. I'm part of the 88 Club. Woo! Yes, I was rolling them in. Rolled in a birdie putt on a par three, 240-yard par three. Jeez. Only problem was I got there and won after putting my first into the woods. But look, <laughs> but look. Breakfast ball. I feel more confident. It doesn't matter if it was my first or my second <laughs> shot. I unsheathed the white hot OG putter. I feel good over the ball. I'm thinking it's going in. And it went in. So, yes. Phil Mickelson and I, using Callaway equipment, are champions over the age of 50. OdysseyGolf.com to see the White Hot OG family of putters today. I cannot tell you how much I love it, and you will as well. We're back with Overreaction Monday in the NBA in a moment. 88 people. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Celebrity True or False with Tommy Chong. First up, you became friends with Jordan Belfort because you met him in federal prison. You were both cube mates where you told him to write a book and that book became The Wolf of Wall Street. That's true. I was writing my book and so Jordan says, oh, I'm gonna write. And so he sat down and in a couple of days he wrote something, handed it to me. I read it and I said, nah, you haven't written anything there. Handed it back to him. And I, and so then he, he, he got a little angry with me. He says, so what, what do you suggest? I says, write the stories that you've been telling me every night because every night just before you go to sleep you tell me an episode that he had in his life which were incredible mm-hmm. the stories he told me yeah that never made the movie mm-hmm. were it's another movie it's <laughs> i mean his life was so incredible just jam-packed with everything that that scene about him doing quaaludes and he, he couldn't crawl down to his car he had to roll down to his car and then drive after that so i mean so the first editor of the wolf of wall street was tommy chong and rejected the the yeah. uh, the manuscript yeah, in absolutely. its first form absolutely unbelievable how did you first meet cheech how did you guys ever cheech? come across him? i met him up in canada he was dodging the draft, and I was I was running like a a, a safe house. Uh huh. It was a strip joint, but it, <laughs> okay, it kind of was like a safe house. Too, okay, for Mexicans, you know. And then, so how did you decide, like, well, hey, let's let's do a let's Cheech, team up? Uh, Cheech was first of all, I had a improvisational uh, comedy tr- troupe with the strippers, mm-hmm. and then so what's uh, what? Was, what? You had an improvisational comedy troupe with strippers? Uh, somehow, see, in Canada, this again is Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, I 
took over a, a, another Fairling club. Okay. And I put in the first Vancouver's first strip joint. Mm -hmm. And then I decided that I should make an improv group out of the girls and, mm -hmm. the, and, the, and the guys that were working there, mm -hmm. and which I did. And then I became part of the act. And then Cheech walks and in the then, door? No, and then, then we needed a straight man. We had a straight man mm -hmm. that his wife didn't know what he was doing. He <laughs> <laughs> was a real actor. Yeah. <laughs> and so we made the first front page of the news with the with the, the strippers and their <laughs> over okay. top of Rick, Rick's <laughs> face. And the wife said, okay, you're out of here. And then a, a mutual friend who Cheech worked for <laughs> said... Uh, Hey, I know I got a guy that's really funny. And so you brought down Cheech and, and the rest is history. Happy 83rd birthday to Tommy Chong. Back here on the Rich Eisen show 844-204-Rich number to dial. Uh we're we're here um as one big happy simulcam simulcast family. Um, and uh, just showed on our Peacock-only segment. We come back a little bit earlier than our radio audience right here on Peacock. Every day, if you want to see us and see segments like that and conversations that we have off radio, um, you go to PeacockTV.com and you get all of that. We just showed when Tommy Chung appeared in January of 2020 as a mere 81-year-old man. Now he's an 83-year-old. Is he going to win a major next? I think so. Like, is he the next one? <laughs> I think he's already won one. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll just say this. I don't, I don't care. CBD in his uh, gun. Our friend Jerry Sternberg <laughs> watches us every day. Um, he's a legend in our business. Uh, based off of our open, talking about Phil and how he's inspired me, I'm assuming he's talking about Phil. He texted me, woke my 78-year-old ass up, is what he texted me. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> Love you, man. He's waking everybody up. Why not? Hey, man, Brady was tweeting at him like everyone Why was. Why not? Hey, it's awesome. Everybody who's 30 and 40 years old has got to be thinking, why not me if Phil did it? Because when Phil was like 42, 45, when he's like 38, nobody would think like this guy would be taking care of his body to the point where at age 50, he hit 366-yard bombs and have, you know, have cushion. Yeah, Phil's been an last after afterthought on tour for years. Like this? So of course. This is amazing. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Normally, we do this in the football season because the NFL is the most overreactive sport ever. It's a week apart. Games are a week apart. So on one Sunday, you can totally suck. Season's over. And then the following Sunday, you win the Super Bowl. That's how good you are. So you overreact. It's a lot of time to overreact. Well, in the NBA playoffs, is days between games. And we just had a great, fun first weekend of NBA playoff games. We sure did. Quadruple header Saturday, mm -hmm. quadruple header Sunday. Both Los Angeles teams lost. New York Knicks lose at home despite 15,000 fans in Madison Square Garden sounding like uh, Grandmama just hit a three-point shot and got fouled. <laughs> and uh, the Nets were taken to um, the fourth yeah. quarter. We kept it close. By the Celtics. No, close. At one point, it looked like you could pull the thing off. Ah. It did. And then Kyrie made shots, and then, you know, it's just too much. Durant, too much. Harden, and Kyrie on the floor is just way too much, certainly if you've had only one superstar out there in Jason yeah. Tatum. And um, Kemba was just not making his jumper. Nope. If he's not making his jumper... We got no chance. That's, that's, that's true. That is true. Um, although Time Lord was playing defense. He had, what, eight blocks, Time right? Lord, eight blocks. Ooh. So... Um, Long story short is there's a lot for us to overreact to. We figured this would be a way to cover an entire weekend, eight playoff games. 
Overreaction Monday, NBA playoff style, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, Christopher. Didn't think we'd dust this one off the Monday before Memorial Day, but we're yeah. doing it. Go for it. Let's go for it. Hey, let's hit the Lakers' Suns first. Anthony Davis, not a good game. 13 points, only seven rebounds, minus 18 plus minus. Guys, Lakers, big trouble if AD struggles. That's a like fact, this. dude. You yeah. could say that if it's a total fact because LeBron's not 100%. Ever again. Ever again. Oh, yeah, man. That's that's a wrap. DeAndre Ayton had a, a nice fat double-double in his first playoff game of his career. Devin Booker, 34 that's in his it. playoff. Please. They, look, Anthony Davis and LeBron cannot combine for 31 points. That's a fact in a playoff game or in a regular season game from the Lakers to hope to win. Alex Caruso could show as much of his tiger teeth as he wants to. That's just not going to cut it. So, yeah, man. 90 points for the Lakers on the road to start. Just 31 combined from uh, LeBron and and AD. No, thank you. That's what we call a wrap. LeBron's got to make, and he misses free throws. Come on. Let's not bury the lead, though. Something that you brought up last week. Chris Paul going down in the game, and we're thinking, oh, my gosh. He leaves the court. We're thinking this is another situation Chris Paul gets injured, like yep. he did with the Clippers. The yep. finger, the hand, the hamstring. He comes back out. You can tell he's still hurting, but he's out there enough to still run the team. He wasn't shooting well, but his presence definitely made a made a difference yep. for this squad. I know. So, and we'll see, but we'll see what but can uh, he the come next... back? Can he keep it up? Well, that's the question. And you just have to figure that's the low watermark that there will be a better average for LeBron and Anthony Davis and that there will be a much higher watermarks that makes that average closer to, what, 50 points combined per game? That's where you've got to be. You've got to be around 50, six, between 50 and 60 points yeah. per game between the two of them. What else you got over there, Chris? All right, guys, uh, let's stay in Los Angeles. 49 points for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but only 27% from three, 11 of 40, and they drop game one to Dallas at home. Same old Clippers. Same old Clippers. Do you want to handle that uh, Clipper, TJ? Uh, you know, you want I, to channel your inner Clipper, Daryl, who got called out on national television by, <laughs> you know, by Charles Barkley. By the way, in halftime of the I, I, Hawks and Knicks, poor Clipper Daryl's just sitting there, probably at home watching halftime Hawks Knicks. He gets run shrapnel. over by by uh, by the Barkley bus. What you want to handle that one? You know, I would have TJ? predicted a, a split. For those first two games. So okay. as long as we get out of there and get the win in game two, I don't think there'll be anything to be too upset about. But of course, if you, we got out no two, then well, how that's about a problem. This? But I expected it to be one one game to one after two games. Let, so let me, let me answer it this way then, since you won't go there, and I'll go there then. I just went there. No, you didn't. You went there by saying you, you, you wanted very to split po- anyway. You were very polite. Here's what, it's no, no, political. No, no. You, want, no, 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 I mean, no. you want me to give you an answer? Excuse me. I, I, but I here's my response to that. You want to avoid the Lakers? You want to do some sort of, you know, th- four-dimensional chess with your final regular season Allegedly games? Allegedly, Rich. That, okay. That you want, or you want to attempt that? Okay. So then you want to rest your guys at the at the risk of falling out of the Lakers part of the bracket until the Western Conference Finals. You want to do all that. You should be 2-0. You not only should be 2-0. You should be 2-0 with Kawhi from the Spurs Kawhi from the Raptors showing up. Kawhi from the Spurs and Kawhi from the Raptors has not shown up in several playoff games for the Los Angeles Clippers. 
one this, playoff excuse game. Excuse me, last sir. Year's excuse game me, sir. What, what happened? What happened after the three-one lead last year? Kawhi balled. The rest of the team didn't. Okay. Here's what Kawhi Leonard needs to do: take the whole damn thing over and put it on his back. DP said it perfectly today. I heard this one on the way in. He said that the the L is silent in playoff P. Oof. Payoff P was a. I mean, that was his. That is DP's next level right there. Come on, let's go. Come on, show up, show out. Because last year's last year's bubble Clippers from game four of that series on to the Nuggets showed up. Showed up. Porzingis goes 4-13, and you sh- you still give up 113 points? Come on now. Let's go. Let's go. Tranquilo. What Tranquilo. else I got over there? All right. All right. Let's go to Madison Square Garden. It was rocking in it the was. garden, the Mecca. It was awesome. Uh, Trey Young, though, took over down the stretch. 32.7 rebounds, 10 assists, 9 of 9 from the line. With James Dolan in the house, sitting courtside with his companions and not wearing his mask properly, guys. Trey Young is now the biggest villain in Madison Square Garden over James <laughs> Dolan. I know, that's not true. That's not true. But what Trey Young is, is um, the best player on both teams. He's the best player in this series. I think that I think that proved. I mean, Charles Barkley even said that the Hawks are a better team than the Knicks. But Trey Young is the best player in this series. With all due respect to Julius Randle, and I'm not just saying that just because Randle had a um, Randall, uh, a very yeah, difficult yeah. first foray into the playoffs in Madison Square Garden, six of twenty three. But I mean, R.J. Barrett was he he ripped one down, he ripped oh a dunk gosh. down, and that was his first Madison Square Ooh. Garden shaking, rattling playoff moment. Big dunk. Okay, I mean, it was a huge moment, huge. And there were times where the Knicks were taking things over, and the crowds going crazy. You know, Bogdanovich Alec, Alec hit Burks some big threes great. and whatever. And Alex Burks played. Did he have twenty in the fourth quarter or something insane like that? But Trey Young joins LeBron as only the second player in NBA playoff history with thirty points, ten assists, and five rebounds in his playoff debut. And he does it with the Garden rocking like it always rocks, and Spike doing his thing, and everybody's all the celebrities are there screaming and yelling, thirsting for a win. And the Hawks come up big, and Trey Young would just slice through this difficult top five, top three NBA defense. He was breaking it down. He's the best player on the court. I love how you try and rope me into going down a Dolan wormhole. If you want uh, me to trying. do that, if you want me to do that, I'll, I'll do it right here. I was conflicted. I was conflicted. I, 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 I heard and saw the Garden in a way that. I grew up in, man. Been a and long it's time. Great, and it's great to see. And I know I was fun, having fun Zion saying, you know, it's the Mecca, whatever, and that it's a great place to go, whatever. And Knicks fans are thinking, well, Zion's got his foot out the door already, whatever. You know what I mean? And I, I understand how people feel that way because you see a game like this and it just sounds different with all due respect to the other 29 arenas. There's really only one arena that feels like a gym. That feels like one of those, you know, like a feels like you're 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 in a steel cage wrestling match, where the 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 crowd can get in your head. But if you're a special player, 
you can overcome it and quiet them. And that's how you make your bones in this league. Jordan has showed you. Reggie Miller has showed you. Just two, for instance, Trey Young, that was a huge moment for him, and Hawks fans should be fired up for it. And I was going back and forth thinking, this is a great moment, and I can't stand the owner. And I just think to myself, just forget it. Just forget it. Put it out of your mind. Like, let he's going to make his billions no matter what. Just forget about Oakley getting his ass dragged out of, gar- out of the garden and the fans are treating like garbage. And Spike himself being totally disrespected and he still shows up hopping around, jumping around like he's a kid in a candy store, fully knowing that he's a face of this franchise. And why can't I be more like Spike and forget it? And I thought to myself, well, here's probably the reason why. Because I'm wearing a Fire Dolan t-shirt watching the whole damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should choose a different shirt. (laughs) Thanks to Alan Dallas for sending that here. Just in time for Rangers colors. I understand that because he messed with Rangers fans and John Davidson and just another garden legend that he has disrespected and tarnished and then eventually discarded. It's coming for you one day, Alan Houston. All right, a couple more. There's Mike Dolan Wormholes. I like it. Do you like that? I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, a couple more. Uh, They bounced Steph and the Warriors. They upset the Jazz in game one. John Morant, if you haven't noticed, you should be put on notice. Dude is a superstar. The Grizzlies, guys, they're spoiling everyone's playoff party. Well, Everyone's as in currently the Spurs and Warriors in game one of the Jazz, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're spoiling it. I mean, if they if they knock out... Look, I thought they spoiled it by knocking Steph out. But then they show up in Utah and win that one. Handled that game. Okay. Front and then to back. You, you know what the interesting thing is? I thought of watching Morant and Curry go at it. And now watching Morant do what he did in game one, right? Along with, obviously... His very talented teammates. Yeah, Dylan Brooks together, had a huge course. game. Yeah, Valanciunas. But you know what I thought of watching Morant and, and Curry together? Are they the two best NCAA tournament players from small schools that made it to the NBA in the last 20-something years? Right? To like become superstars Davidson's, in the league. Davidson, Steph Curry, yeah. and Murray State's John Morant. What they did in the tournaments catching our eye and showing how special players they are and then making it to the NBA. Obviously, Morant's got a way to go before he's in the class of Curry professionally, but you know what I'm saying? Like, kid's pretty damn special. Let's see what happens here as he's beginning to get his sea legs under him. I mean, Utah needs Donovan Mitchell back in the worst way. Yeah, obviously. In the worst way. So, we'll see. He should be back for game two. But if Memphis takes game two... I don't don't think that this is anything writ large for this series. But if you're asking me if they're spoiling a playoff party, I would say no. I mean, they did for the Warriors, but the Warriors got to win. Got to win a home game. True. You got one more for the NBA, though, they spoiled it. Because like you said, NBA probably wanted... Yeah, like casual Casual fans would have wanted Steph Curry. So in a sense, yes. I do believe it. Was that a Turner game last night? I don't know what that was. Whoever was on... They were... It was a late-night Turner, yeah. Okay, so I'm sure Turner would have preferred to see the Warriors, but yeah. we're talking about the Grizzlies, and why not? Absolutely. But Spider Mitchell's got to get back. they got to get him back yeah. fast. All right, last one. Not only was it Dame time Saturday night, it was Mellow time throwback Ooh. in Denver. Guys, everyone's sleeping on the Blazers. Blazers. To come out of the West. That's, well, na- name me... Uh, 
name me a year where that wasn't the case. I picked the Blazers to win this series. Tell me that. Honestly, it's just like, when is it going to be Dame time for the rest of this country to wake up and look at what time it is? How special he is. We had McCollum on the show a few months ago because we love him. Oh, yeah. Let's go. I think they win this series. I I, th- I think you should start taking a look at your friends in uh, a certain state that's east of California and shares a border with Arizona and Utah, <laughs> right? To see that specific if, state. To see if that specific state has a specific number that you could put on that specific team in Portland to come out of the West. Why can't they win the West? The whole West. Who's going to step in front of? The, who's mm. going to step in front of their way? Why not? Why not? If you need a team that can be put on one team, if you need a team, if you need a play, a playoff playoff performances, you need a good defense, and you need a player that can say, "I got this." Put it on my back. And then, of course, you need some other players to take some pressure off if that's necessary. Didn't I just describe the Portland Trailblazers? Maybe not the defense part, so to speak, but when you put up a buck twenty-three. I mean, Jokic just had a single assist, just one assist. Let him, let him, let him score. Let him score. Let him grab some rebounds, but don't let him create. Thirty-one and thirteen for Lillard. Come on, man. Let's go. Hypothetically, I love the Blazers, man. Blazers to win the West. Yeah, you could get them for twelve to one right now. That's pretty good, right? Again, I don't understand this. That's spicy. Hey, Chris, it was a little disappointing though. To see the fans in Denver boo Mello. Yeah. You know, like, I think that I think that's more has to do with, I don't think they ever won a playoff series while he was there, or maybe one. But for seven and a half years. Like and he kind of forced his way out to go to the Knicks. I mean, I, I understand, but it's disappointing. But he quieted them. <laughs> yes, he did. But at least he went to the Knicks, and it was worth it for him, um, certainly in terms of his legacy, and Dolan treated him very well, too. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for is all I'm saying. <laughs> but, hey, Knicks and Hawks is a very fun game. That's going to be a fun series. Get, ben Stiller has already tweeted out it's going to be loud. Fun series. I can't wait for that Wednesday night. I'll be watching. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Did a star of the National Football League, who's supposedly on the trade market, know he was on television when he said, I'm out of there, about the Atlanta Falcons? Oh, baby. That's next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I always like to think that I'm his most favorite person in the room. But when the Vince Lombardi trophy is sitting between the two of us, I yeah, think I lose. Low. I think I lose out. <laughs> hey. Michael Irvin, right? I think I lose out to this hey. baby, right? It's so funny you start with this because I'm gonna tell you something, man. Yes. I, I when I was playing, I made a pat that I would never go to a Super Bowl until I play in the Super Bowl. Okay. Every guest that comes <laughs> here, they're going to get Super Bowl questions. That's why I always say I would never go to a Super Bowl until after I play in a Super Bowl. So I would not have people like Rich Eisen. Asking me questions that I cannot answer. Now, what do you want to ask, Rich? Because I'm prepared to answer since I won three of these things. So what was it like picking this trophy up for the first time? It was the greatest thing. And it really was, Rich. It really was Do you the remember the circumstances? Thing. Oh, my God, man. First of all, you got to go back and think about, like, we were 1-15. and 15. We were 3-13, and 1-15. and 15. When you're 3-13 and 1-15 and and Cleveland Browns, I know you don't think there's any chance that you would ever lay a hold of something like this. So to go from those days to coming in 92 and winning that Super Bowl and actually somebody handing you that trophy, the most incredible thing, most incredible feeling in the world. Did you ever step in when you heard that Jimmy and Jerry were not doing well or you just you, your station wasn't that I, life I just, at that point in time. I just didn't think anything would happen, Rich. I really didn't. I was like, well, you, you, are you joking? You know how hard it is to win Super Bowls and, and you have a formula that's working and, and then when it happens, he's like, oh my God. Like, you know, I, I should have done this. Maybe I should have talked to him. I should have tried this. I should have tried that. Jerry Jones, I'm telling you, that's, that's the one thing. I'll never forget Jerry Jones telling me that when I was negotiating with him. And I was saying, you know, I'll, I'll go to Cincinnati. And it was just, I'm just talking, trying to get my monies up. I said, I'll go to Cincinnati. You can get Carl Pickens over here and let's see what happens. And Jerry said to me, Jerry said, Michael, you know, when I see you, I see Michael Irvin and the Dallas Cowboys. He said, I kind of see it like Magic Johnson in the Lakers. He said, what is magic without the Lakers? And what are the Lakers without the magic? He said, you guys, they belong together, just like you and the Cowboys. He said, Michael, the best way I can tell you, if a bomb hit Valley Ranch today, that's where we practice, and blew everything up, everybody, everything. When the smoke clears, baby, me and you, we gonna still be here. So we might as well work this deal out right now. So, that's what he said to you? I promise you, I said, this dude is a fool. This dude is a fool. He had me laughing as he was telling me no about my money. <laughs> that's why you're in the Hall of Fame together. God, I love Irv. I miss him. It's been a few weeks since I've seen him. That's our YouTube feed, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to Look, I've been, I've been at this television game for, for a while. Um, fortunate to, to be in a chair talking nationally for a while. As I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, i got to figure out what the day is 
But it was late May in uh, 2003 that I did my final Sports Center. Didn't know it at the time Didn't when I left the set time. that it would be it, but that did turn out to be it. So I've been at it for a while, and certainly on this show, seven years. We've had uh, folks call my phone, right, during the live broadcast, and if it's somebody of note, and you know, I'll take it on the air. It's fun. It's it just it's when you call someone on the phone on a live show. It's organic, right? It's fun. You, you get somebody in a spot where they're not used to maybe receiving a call or they're calling you and you're like, hey, you know, let's take it on the air. It's a little dicey, too. I do believe we had the, uh, the actor Stephen Bauer, famously uh, of um, Scarface, Breaking Bad, others, right? He was on the phone and we had him. Oh, yeah. We had him call John Voight. We had him call John Voight because, uh, <laughs> right? you know, they're in Ray Donovan together. That's right. So we, yeah. we're like, you know, let's play Rolodex. Let's call, let's call yeah. somebody on the air. Yeah. We did. And, um, and uh, he called up and I lean over, right? And I said to him, I'm like, hey, uh, John, you know, this is Rich Eisen. Uh, I just want to say I'm a big fan we're of yours. Big fans big of yours. And he just went, uh, he just went, uh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't look good for me. Didn't look great for me. It's okay. But here's one thing that I did, and I had to say this, and I say this to every single person who calls in, and I pick up the phone. I say, we're on the air live. First thing you say. Got to say it. Got to say it. Hey, it's first thing you say is we're on the air live. Now, I don't know if Shannon Sharp called Julio Jones earlier in the day and said, hey, you know, Skip and I are going to chop it up about how you are, according to Skip, should th- or you should think about going to the Dallas Cowboys. And I'll be like, that's crazy. I mean, we all know the, the gambit with Skip and the Dallas Cowboys and things of that nature. Which is why he and Stephen A. Smith were such a compelling watch for many years. One of the many reasons, because we all know Stephen A.'s opinion on the Dallas Cowboys and their fan base. And we don't claim that guy as a fan. I understand that. We don't claim. I got it. So maybe he did say to Julio, "This is what we're going to talk about." Skip thinks you should go to Dallas. I think, of course, you know you shouldn't, because this is the stuff we talk about off air. Again, I'm paraphrasing what maybe he did say to Julio Jones, but on undisputed, right? I think that's the name of it. On uh, on FS1. Undisputed. On Undisputed. On FS1 with Skip and Shannon. That's Baby Fox, Rich. Well, that's what <laughs> that's what that's what Del Tufo refers to, and I'm sure the people on FS1 do not. But anyway, um Shannon gets Julio Jones on the phone. He calls him on live TV. Live TV. I've from seen his it. And, and again, you should I'm sure many people will say I'm sure that this video um, Fox FS1 will be through the roof, excited, ecstatic. This thing's going to get viewed. It's everywhere. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be in seven figures. Yeah. It might already be by it now, did. and it's out oh, there priority. on Twitter, or what have you. But you know, Skip's like he's not going. to You should pick up the phone, Julio. Like again, like Julio's driving around listening to Undisputed, but Julio picks up the phone because it's Shannon Sharp calling him. It's like a goat tight end giving him a call. God, I'm assuming they're tight because Julio picks up the phone. Huh? Yeah. And Shannon does not say the magic words, we're on live TV. And proceeds to say to him, are you going to go to the Dallas Cowboys or are you going to stay in Atlanta? And his response was, I'm out of here or I'm out of there. That's what he said. I'm out of there. Now I'm out of there. 
And then, of course, they go back and forth about. He wants to go where he can win. Right, about the Dallas Cowboys. I just want to go where I can win because it might have struck him that he's now on live television. You could even hear, I believe, Jenny Taft say off camera, are you going to tell him we're on TV? Yeah, then he says it at the end. He says at the end. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, but if yeah, we're on yeah, the air, yeah, BT does. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> by the way, who but, but <laughs> undisputed got the quote from the man himself. I'm out of there about Atlanta, where the Falcons are cash strapped on the cap and need to pay their rookies, and they may not have the money to do that without. Trading somebody, a bunch of starters. I mean, Jeff Schultz of The Athletic had a piece about it last week. They got to trade either a handful of starters or one particular pro bowler, whether it's Grady Jarrett on defense or Julio Jones on offense. And according to Ian Rappaport, the reason why people are calling the Falcons up prior to the draft and everything else is not because they've done the math. I'm sure they have. But according to my colleague on the NFL Network, the NFL Media Group, Clarity on the situation between the Falcons and Julio Jones. The All-Pro requested a trade a few months ago, sources say. And the team then agreed to listen to offers. That's how it began and why it continues. Bingo. Ian then called, you know, added a couple of tweets for a little bit of context, because you know it is Twitter. And he said, Julio has played 10 years for the organization, a multi-time All-Pro, a Pro Bowler and All-Pro. When he approached the team with his request, they treated him with the respect he deserves and agreed to be open to it. That led to a flurry of calls before the draft. Also this weekend, you heard the Patriots are talking about it. Julio reportedly wants to play with Cam. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he want to go to New England right now? If he thinks Atlanta needs, he wants out of there for various reasons. Who the hell knows? I saw one uh, comment that Julio said he thought Matt Ryan lost some zip on deep balls or. Oh, boy. I'm out of there. Yikes. Says Julio Jones in what appears to be, honestly, I had to watch it once. I know our our buddy Breer said, tweeted out he had to watch it three times. He still doesn't know if Julio didn't know he's on the phone. Look, folks, I've been around this game for 25 years. I know what sounds like. Yeah. Somebody who does not know that they're on TV. He did not. I don't think he knew it at all. I, I, I may not have watched it once. But then again, Shannon may have called him beforehand. Hey, I'm going to call you. Pick up the phone. I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, we don't know if Shannon texted him in the commercial. I mean, Skip's reaction when he said, I'm out of there. His reaction, he heard it immediately. But, of course, he, he thought it was under the context of he's going to go to Dallas. Like part of their argument. That's all he cared about was their argument. But instead, they got, they got a scoop of the day. For sure. For sure. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers apparently hasn't shown up to OTAs in Green Bay. And Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, NFL Media Group, says Deshaun Watson uh, isn't showing up to OTAs either and um, still has reminded the Texans, I have no intention of playing for you. What happens in the NFL the Monday before Memorial Day, Rich? Answer, I'll do it in jeopardy. What is everything? <laughs> Boncos, man. What is everything? And Matthew Stafford's about to call into this show as well. That's coming up next with Greg Anthony right behind him in hour two. All right, Rich. So we found uh, we, found, we we don't know what Del Tufo has a label, but we found the John Voigt. No, oh, I'm still yeah. kind of guessing though. Okay, go for it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, that's it. No, no that's, that's it. I oh, know the whole the whole long oh, set. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Pretty funny too. Rich, yeah, so, 
Oh, sorry, go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was just going to say, Mike Giardi just had a follow-up tweet. Uh, just got off the phone with an AFC executive instead of Julio Jones. If you think you have a chance to win big, you have to make the call. Of course you do. If you think you have a chance of a chance, pick up the phone. Julio can change the entire calculus of your offense. Of course you can. Look, if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, first he is Hall the best player on your team. Yeah. If he stays healthy. And then you add into the fact that he's got a chip on his shoulder. What? Somebody as good and as physical and as prideful as Julio Jones having a chip on his shoulder, feeling a need to tell the Falcons who paid him. I mean, we had Thomas Dimitrov on the show, and he said the contract that Arthur Blank gave both Matt Ryan and Julio Jones were with the intent to keep them a Falcon for life. For life. And that's why his money is so considerable on this cap that contracted due to COVID-19 in 2020. You put him on your team? Let's be honest. Let's just extrapolate this out right now. What if he goes to the 49ers? How does that work? Jeez. Okay. What if he comes to the Rams from Matthew Stafford? How does that work? Oh, baby. What if he goes to Buffalo? How does that work? With Stephon Diggs? I'm just saying. No, I know that the construct on Undisputed is of what if he goes to Dallas and they laugh that off, but what if he goes to Dallas? <laughs> now, yeah. obviously, we're, we're, this is all fantasy football talk because we're not talking about the cap ramifications right. and, of course, sure. the draft considerations that would have to go to Atlanta. What if he comes to the Chargers? What if Rodgers says, I'll go to Denver and Denver adds him? <laughs> wow. If they have any draft consideration, capital, or what if he goes cap to Green left. Bay? Is there any concern about him being thirty-two, though? Sure, and he missed seven games last year. Of well, course, that's that's the conundrum. Yeah, but you got to go get him if he's available, and it sounds like he is. Matthew Stafford coming up. <laughs> 